Okay, welcome to satsang. Begin to relax your body. Let your face muscles relax. Let your breathing slow down. character that uses that body-mind in order to function. Just see the character from a little bit of a distance. Because that's the one that engages in the world. Experiences the highs, the lows, the blows, and the elation. That character takes a lot of a lot of knocks. So just take a moment to be gentle with that character. That character is going to get a few blows this week, too. And it's all right. You're not that character. But it's an exquisite and beautiful part of manifestation. And that character wants to move towards harmony. It can cling to things, it can attach to things, can attach to emotions, to sensations, to stories, to ideas and opinions, beliefs. It clings for its life. So this is a chance for it to become more fluid. For that character to just be more pliable, with less resistance. And the real resistance that's coming up for for viewing, for dissolving, are and who you think you are. That's resistance. Because there is a cue that comes from deep within, a movement that comes from deep within, that directs all of it. But in comes the character and it thinks it knows better. And it believes it has to get it right. 
and it wants to be popular and it doesn't want to be lonely and it wants to be accepted and it might even want to look a certain way physically and be received a certain way. So the needs of the character, let the volume on those needs go down. He or she doesn't need a whole lot. Food, shelter, self-love. water and air. And sometimes clothes. That's really all he or she needs. All the other needs and desires and wants. Let them drop. Let them fall away. There's no need to waste any energy in running after ideas that will not change anything at a deep core level. So we're looking for any resistance between the essence of what you are, your true nature. Any resistance between that natural impetus and what the character thinks is the right thing for itself. The greater wisdom is in your true nature. Wisdom from living is in the body-mind character. Your true nature is not going to ignore the wisdom that the body-mind has learned through life. It cumulatively picks up whatever skills and attributes have been learned through life. Your true nature has a wisdom much, much greater. But as long as the mind believes that it knows the way, that it is the seat of wisdom of your being, then your true nature will wait. It will wait until the character is finished with its own stories. Invite the character to see that it doesn't have all the answers. 
It's an essential tool for living, but it's very limited. It's the point of connection between your true nature and the phenomenal world. That's all it is. Tap into that true nature. And if there's a how question rising up, then your mind is trying to do it, the character is trying to do it. It's simpler than that. It's more ordinary. There's rest. There's the sense of not much going on. There's no bells and whistles at all. There's a sense that everything is okay. And that there's no real knowing what that everything is, but still everything is okay. tricks that the character will play is that it will try to fall asleep. It will try to, to disconnect your attention from your true nature. It will just shut down the show by falling asleep. Rest in what is ordinary simple and always has been there. Any movement away from that inner nature is simply the mind telling you a story that some part of you believes is more interesting. You want something a distraction, entertainment, something, something different. We love contrast. But that's part of what makes the character keep on moving, keep on growing, keep on developing. We love contrast. So anything different to what is happening now might seem a lot more entertaining. If we spend another half an hour like this, it'll be even more entertaining. Let there be love for the character. The character that believes all those stories. Who strives and works so hard. Let there be acceptance for the character. 
brought you a long way. Without it, you as pure consciousness couldn't play the game. You couldn't dance in your own illusion. Let it have some love and acceptance and tenderness. And this energy helps to dissolve its desires. Just like a child who hasn't yet had all these years of conditioning, if there's love and tenderness and acceptance, they don't stop their feet so much. We just have a more sophisticated way of stamping our feet. We call them desires. Find that softness. When there is that connection between your true nature and the character, and when that connection is love, it's actually the most organic and natural alignment between the character and your true nature. There is then no denial of the character. It's allowed to be and express. And your ability to see what games the character is playing is much sharper. If we have resistance between your true nature and the character, a lot can hide because resistance has a contraction. And so we're caught in the story of resistance. Something isn't right. And whoops, we're up. We're up fighting. So we're trying to map a way that's very fluid between your essential nature, your true being, whatever that is for you. You can call it your soul, your spirit, God, the absolute stillness, peace, calm, what's ordinary. You can call it anything. That which doesn't really have words, but all these words are just labels, no? So between your true nature and the character, it doesn't work in our culture to deny the character, to suppress the character. It doesn't work. That comes out in a rather toxic way sooner or later. So when an alignment of love is set up between your true nature and the character, it is fluid. And the character is in service to what you really are. That's the essence of what happens when identification is no longer possible. The character is in service. It's allowing 
the illusion to play. The body, mind and the character is the only way to connect to the illusion. It's the only mechanism that keeps the dream alive. And what a beautiful gift it gives to you as pure consciousness. An ability to look at your own dream from within the dream. So when there's love between your true essence and the character, the character can be in service to what you really are. And the character will still get knocks and blows from the world. That's how it goes. And it gets wiser, you know? It learns more about the world and about how manifestation shows up. But the character is at the end of the trajectory of you manifesting as pure consciousness with no resistance towards the character because there's just a flow of love. See, the primal movement is love. So from your essence, if, if you can find this thread, this thread is naturally there, so I'm asking you to find a natural little stream, like a stream that rolls out from pure consciousness, rolls out from your essence and, and connects and manifests to the character. And if this stream doesn't have resistance or obstacles, that stream is love. Because love is movement itself. See if you can establish that. See if you can find it. It's not about setting it up, and it's not about grabbing a concept. It's about discovering it for yourself. It's actually there. And if it manifests on the outside as love or not love, hey, don't be bothered with that. This is an inside gig. It does what it wants to do on the outside. The character has to take care of itself in the world. That's very much secondary. It's an inside gig, this flow of love. And it positions the character, the body-mind, the personality that has brought you so far. It positions that character in a way that is holistic and open and free. Then the character gets to taste freedom. It's no longer running the show. It never was. It just imagines that it's doing it all, of course. Can you find it? Great. That would be a very good thing to do in meditation in the morning, if you manage to get here at that time.
would be a very good thing to do. It's not about grabbing an idea, it's about, okay, I, I need to see myself, you know, what I really am, and, and how, uh, how the character is, um, where the character is positioned within what I really am. Where is it? How, how is it lined up? How is it, where is its place in this illusion, you know? So even if something shocking happens, or a window is smashed or something, your attention might be zapped into the character, because the character is drawn by an event that was sudden. Even if your attention leaves that flow of energy, that alignment between what you really are and the character, it's still there. It's still there. You need to figure that one out for yourself. Don't grab that concept. You need to actually See if that is the case. Or do you naturally pull up a, put up a concrete wall so that you don't allow yourself to feel the flow between what you really are and the character? What happens? What are you doing? What's the character doing to itself in order to maintain its own drama? Life isn't doing it to you. The character is doing it to itself, really. We're hard on ourselves, aren't we? That's duality for you. Somehow we want to experience the density of duality. Right and wrong, hot and cold, in and out. I think this, I don't think that. We, we love the contrast where we started with this conversation. We love the contrast. But when you see the connection between what you are and how, how your essence manifests through a form, and that love is the essential component enabling the form to exist, there's no contrast there. Is it missing right now when you tune into it? Is it missing? Is there something missing? Is there something absent? Does your mind tell you it's boring? Does your mind say it can't be that easy? What stories are going to run so that the character builds up some resistance to knowing your true essence again? And it doesn't mean being a wuss that the character turns into a walkover. It's got nothing to do with that at all. It's not about the character and the outside world. It's not about that. That doesn't need so much attention at all. It's about your true nature and the connection between your true nature to the body-mind organism. Or the character, as I seem to call it. an inside gig.
get to know that, that stream of mm, manifestation, that, the relationship between what you are and how it manifests as a body-mind organism. And get to know what happens there. Get familiar with that. And your attention will naturally be absorbed back into it. You know? It does not matter how it looks on the outside. That's a trick. Very simple, really, isn't it? But the character will make it complex. Continue to unravel its stories until it's done. And even then, it finds more stories. But they're just not believed. But they still arise. in service to what you really are. Every move actually comes from your true nature. Every move. But the character could have spent its whole lifetime imagining that it is creating this. It is making stuff happen. Without maybe you'd fall apart and you wouldn't get your taxes done and you wouldn't have friends. And, and it's garbage, you know? It's all garbage. It's, that's its survival tactic. Life happens. Of course, these things need to be done. That's fine. That's life. It's just moving things around the place. It's just systems, you know? It's just how we've created our communities, our societies. And they're going to get bigger. They're going to get busier. That's for sure. Because it stops you from going within. And that's the antidote. Because there's always an antidote. As more people come into this work, there's going to be an antidote in duality to put it back. Mm -hmm. That's fine. See it for what it is. Don't be fooled by it. your attention be on that connection which is a stream of love between your true essence and the body-mind character. If you can't find it, if it doesn't show itself to you, then the step to take is let there be absolute love and acceptance for the character. And the, the taste of that will pull you within.
what the spiritual journey is about is that your attention is always in your true nature and that the body-mind can do its thing but it's never believed and it is known not to be you. It's just an outpost of the divine. It's like a glove on your hand, you know? It's a glove. It's just an out outward manifestation. Let there be love and acceptance for the character. And your attention will drop from stories into love. And you can trace that back into your nature, into that abyss of nothingness, everything, stillness, ordinariness, whatever you want to call it. Void, absolute. And so, this week we'll be talking a lot about characters. The characters will want to talk and unravel what they want to unravel. That's okay. Stories will arise. back into your true nature and see the character with love. And I'm not talking about the character seeing the character. You know, it's a different thing. It's like recognizing that, that the, 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 the flow between your true nature and the character, the connection is love. That's what the connection is between the two. But you have to find it for yourself. Don't buy this as a concept. This isn't giving you a religion. You've got to find out yourself. So when, when you're resting in your true nature and the, the character has kind of shown itself to be lined up in this way, then the character just runs its stories. It, they don't have the same potency. They're known to be the characters. There's a distance from them all the time. All the time. They soften. Their volume goes down. There's just a few desires that the character has which are based on common sense. The food, shelter, water, air, this kind of stuff. The rest of it, it's in the desire bucket. And desire is what causes suffering to happen. So it's not about disassociating you so that the totality of what you are can be seen. So you're stepping back, I suppose, or stepping within 
and the energy of love shows you the character because that's what connects what you really are to the character. And they don't contradict each other. When your attention is resting in your true nature, the character can be there. I'm doing his or her dancing, having its moment, and wanting something, and trying to work something out. But it's within a wider view. So you're broadening your view. The character is a component. It's how you, as pure consciousness, manifest in the world. It's how you play. It's how you have the sensations and how you can experience duality. But you're yourself, you yourself. The totality will give you a better sense of what you really are, the wider view. Step back into that totality. And the more you can step back there, the clearer it all becomes. Making a bit of sense? I'm sure over the next few days I'll make it all very complicated. <laughs> but really it's very simple. Welcome latecomers. I recognize Austin faces. Yay. <laughs> okay, where do we go from here? Would we like to say something that has come up for them? And for audio and all purposes, let's use this, because otherwise it gets very unwieldy if we open it to the floor. Somebody's got something to say? So, um, as you were talking today, or this evening, I, I was thinking a little bit about stuff from the last time my existence, with like this issue with my ear, which I still have, but I wasn't really, I'm not really re resisting it right now. Um, Can you make the mic? Okay. Is this good? Yeah. Now it's picking up now, yeah. 
Um, and so what came out of that discussion was you asked if I could have love for it. And that, that was really useful um, and sort of something I've worked with since then. And so that you know, when you talked about a stream of love, and that was kind of it, it was like there was a stream of love and it was bigger than me. And so that was a good place to put my attention. Then today you were talking about the stream of love coming from like my essence or and then that then I got sort of hung up on that because I didn't really I just you know I can sort of um, perceive the stream but I don't know where it's coming from that's so, okay yeah that's okay so I just thought I'd check in and like is there something else I should do to try to see where it's coming from or Okay, is the character asking that question? Well, yeah, it's a mental thing. It's like that, and that's it. It feels a little bit, uh, you know, there's there's like a lack of flow because if I get in those thoughts, I, I don't really like being in those thoughts. But yes. then it's like, well, I'm not getting something, so I should ask. And that's the thought. That's the thought that gets you. I'm not getting it. <laughs> Isn't it? That's the first. That's then you're that in may it. have come up once or twice before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's really good to recognize mm, one thought that's like a trapdoor leading you back into your story. Uh -huh. It's really useful to recognize that because everybody has them. A, a classic thought, you know, <laughs> that like thump when that comes up, you buy it every time. You know, yeah. it's really good to recognize it's a, those and, ones. And it's interesting because it's like, in, right now, it's like, yeah, I, I guess I bought into it enough to like come here and talk about it, yeah. but, but I could see like it sort of hurts to go down that road. Yes, you know? it does. Yeah. Mm. It does. And we do that to ourselves. We walk into it and walk into some kind of form of suffering, willingly. It's nuts, no? Yeah, the willingly, it's like, like, I think I'm just like starting, to, like I'm just starting to see it now, maybe, you know. So right. I like... It feels like it's fresh. Every time we see this, it feels fresh because, uh. because the usual components in your brain aren't working, like memory and stuff. Okay. You see? So you've shifted back into another perception. So it always feels like, oh, I'm just starting to see this now. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fresh. There's like a freshness in every moment. Uh. So, so it will feel like fresh and it's like it's brand new. But, but it's not brand new. No, it's not brand new. No, but it feels like that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So where we were before I went off on that tangent, um, uh, about seeing that it's, it, it's suffering to, to buy that right. thought that I'm not getting it. Right. Oh, then we're gone into right. a, a character. And part of it is the content of that material that, that makes us suffering. But part of it is that it just is painful to imagine that you're a person, to kind of right. disconnect your awareness from the wider view. Yeah, it's not just that I'm not getting it. It's that like, there's a me that's not getting it. That's actually what causes the suffering. Right. That's actually it. Right. That's the foundational stone. Right. The, the me that's not getting it. Right. As long as there's a me there, there's suffering. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's identify the story that invariably triggers the me. Yeah. Who's not getting it. Right. So I'm not getting it. It gets you every time. Right. There's something I'm not getting. Bingo! <laughs> we have. He's up. The me, myself, I is there. And I'm not getting it. And now we have a problem. And I'm suffering. You know? Isn't it funny? Ah. 
So this is this is just how the mechanism works in that body mind character to turn back on the movie in a very believable way. Mm-hmm. But but you're not the character. You're not. Because when he gets turned on, there's pain. Right. So how could you be him? Because a minute ago, it's like when there's a me there, right. it hurts. Right. 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 So leave space for. There must be no me there, but of course the me isn't there to recognize it. I didn't follow that. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing, the magical paradox about this, is that when you, you recognize when the me is there, all right, it's like, yeah. Sometimes. The, yeah, okay. you know, and, and even in this dialogue, it was like, okay, the pain is that there's, a, there's somebody there who doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. All right. From that position... It's kind of nutty to say, yeah, but they're really, you're not him. You're, you're not him. And it's like, really? I'm, I'm not him. Because when the me is running, it's you. Right. It's you. Right. So then the you tries to imagine you not being there. <laughs> Do you see? Right. It's impossible. It's a right. paradox. Right. It can't. So it sounds like BS for the me, for me not to be there. It's like, come on. Like, sure, when I'm asleep maybe, but... Me? I'm not really there, really? It's nuts. When the me is active, it's just bullshit. Right. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah, so the me that's not getting is trying to imagine the scenario of no me. Yes, and it's like garbage, non-jeweled rubbish. Of course, of course it's rubbish. It's rubbish when the me is there. Yeah. So... It doesn't, at least so far, it does not feel very productive to try to pin down this concept of, you know, your consciousness leading to the stream of love. Like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So can I just, like, not do that? Yeah. Okay, so so is is the me asking that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. This is the thing to recognize. The me is asking that. Yeah. Yeah, the me is like it wants to either get it or have permission not to get it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're the yeah. two options, yeah. yeah. And, and we all, we all, pretty much always have two options, you know. Yes or no? Am I in or out? Up or down? Right or wrong? Da, da, da. Duality, you know. Yeah. That's the rules of the me. Mm. Here so I it, am. Yeah. So it can't get rid of itself. Right. But it quietened down when you went into that feeling place. When? When there was a sense of that love. Like even, like last year or just now? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And you don't know it's not there. You only know when it comes back. The me? Yeah. Huh. There's no way of knowing when it's not there. Huh. You know, what, what I notice with the stream of love is that it sort of softens the me. Yes. You know. Yes. So there's less, uh, you know, there, I don't feel as caught by yes. the me. Yes. Yes. It does. It stops the contraction of identification. Right. And then it turns into a character. You know, it's a character. And if if that seems a bit too much, that's okay. I'll just leave that there. You know, it's just a character. The me. The me. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I guess there's a me that's like, what's next with yeah. all this, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
So the way to turn it down, because if it's about turning off the character, turning off the identification with the character, we can't do it, because then it's turned into a desire, and then the character is even stronger, trying to get rid of itself. Won't work. Won't work. So we kind of, we, we kind of have to be subtle about it, you know? Feeling works for you. Your, your emotional center has less of an intellect going on in it. You know, you can tap into your emotion and, 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 and you, you, you know, you're able to be in an emotional state without identification. So for you, sure, it's like, see the character, see the, dis- and it's not disassociation, it's not that, it's, it's, it's just let your view be wider mm-hmm. so that more is seen other than the character. So it's actually inclusive in a broader uh-huh. way. Uh-huh. So what I'm getting from your sa- what you're saying is, you know, maybe something useful about tapping into the love, and because that can soften things, and it sort of gives more space to then, like, allow for that to be, and not identify with it, you know. And I, I probably just have to play with it. Yeah, and even when we talk about it, you see, the language is in duality. So it's almost like, allow it not to be, well, you know. Well, who allows it? Yeah, you see, that's the thing, who allows it? Yeah. So, so it, it's catchy, but as long as we don't stick too much to the language, but yeah. we have to have language to communicate. Yeah. So, so it's like... I mean, there can be a space which allows, you know? Yes, exactly. It's like there's a space that allows, you know? Yeah. Your individual consciousness can set up a scenario without identification. Yeah. It absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah, and I sort of like one of the one of the tools, perhaps, is just the um, sort of knowing or the, the um, discernment. Of, like, there's a feeling associated with identification that hurts. Yes. So, so just like knowing that feeling, and like, can I just sort of step back from that feeling, and tap into the love? I mean, I mean, that might work out. I don't know. Might. <laughs> and you know, tell me what else to do. That's uh, that's sort of. If you're doing it with a goal in mind, then the me is definitely doing it. Uh-huh. Because yeah. the me is all about a goal and an outcome and wants yeah. to get someplace. Yeah. So it's got to be for no gain. Mm. Might work, might not. Huh. Huh. It's interesting because the, the whole thing of tapping into the love. You know, you like often when I'm sort of like that, the thought comes up to do that is because I got into something sort of really unpleasant, yeah. really angry or something. Yeah. And so that's sort of a way to soften, yeah. you know. Um, and I think, I mean, if I'm going to be honest about it, then there is a goal. I mean, I want to feel better. Yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And then I guess there's, you know, other goals, you know, spiritual goals, sure. I guess. Sure. You know, like, I don't, I don't know if I can operate without goals. Uh-huh. You know? Interesting. Or, uh-huh. that's interesting language, too. Yeah. 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 The I probably yeah. can't. Yeah. The personal I probably can't. Yeah. Pretty used to goals. Sure. Sure. And they're very useful for living in the world. Uh-huh. But they're limited within the scope of... of of the tools that they are, you know? They're just limited tools, no? Hmm. You know? But then we try to bring those tools back to, you know, to that which is 
bigger and outside of the eye, you know. So it's like, okay, the character is going to have its goal about it, but actually, I'm not that. Okay. Okay. You know, it's like that, that's the character. And that's the thing about being, you know, I always go on about being really honest with yourself, not running away from, okay, the character needs the goals. That's fine. That's fine. That's the character. He's goal-driven. That's just how he works, and it works for him. Great. Let him have that. If that's how he works, great. Fine. It's like, okay. But what's the wider view here of where the character is just a part? What's the wider view here? So I guess the instruction is just zooming back. Yeah, zooming back. Yeah. Yeah. Wide angle lens. And go for the feeling. Go for the feeling of love. Gives you, gives, gives your attention an anchor, because the I'm not getting that you're gone into concepts then, and there's something uh-huh. to get. You see, yeah. for you, yeah. And for some people, the concept of like there's no me is what opens the door back there. And you know, sometimes their emotional center is 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 the, the more pure vehicle for some. The mind is the more pure vehicle, you know, for doing this work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right, sure. coming to uh, to the retreat I was considering the uh, this idea of awareness I've been working with that concept of awareness mm-hmm. it seems to me like uh, I have the tendency to project out the, the this concept of awareness makes me look out. Yet, at the same time, I understand that I I want to see my thoughts, be aware of my thoughts, see my sensations, be aware of my sensations, feelings. But I was thinking, even those thoughts and those sensations and feelings, which are part of... Sometimes they look external to me. So I came before before the retreat. I came with that, and now during meditation, it it was really beautiful for me, a beautiful spin. Just to go inside and to, there was like a dual inside, uh, that of being the uh, the character, and the other one behind the true nature. Yes. Um, When I. When I allowed the uh, the stream of love to try to 
connect these things, uh, I felt immediately, immediately what I felt was uh, tenderness. So, because I don't know much about love in a sense, I, I, I wrestle with that. It's like, what is that? Do I know how to love? Because I've, I've seen like sometimes love being used many different ways, yeah. like in, almost in a political way. And so uh, what came up, the stream of love that you were talking about, came out as uh, tenderness. Mm-hmm. And then as understanding. Mm. And I managed to see, I feel that I managed to see the character. But then looking back, it was dark. Yes. Meaning dark. I like, like, hmm? Yes. Yes. I just wanted to tell you about that experience. Yes. Dark is good. I feel, I feel dark is good. Yes. <laughs> I don't want, if I, if I work with that, just turning my head around and looking at that beautiful darkness, I'm afraid of falling into some passive, just observing, because I don't see anything, in a sense, in a sense, just to turn back and it's like, well, it's, it's dark. I will keep, I'm persistent, <laughs> so I will keep on looking okay. at that thing, but then what's going to happen? Will Grace shower me with something? <laughs> Am I expecting a goal? Am Sounds I having like a goal? <laughs> <laughs> what will happen? <laughs> right. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, should I just stare into that darkness and be there? No. If the moment that you turn around and look at the darkness, mind is there. Mm. Yes. The personal eye is there mm-hmm. again. We've got two again. Yeah. Don't turn your head. Yes. Fall back into it. Dissolve into it. You'll actually merge with it. The character says, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it makes, it, it sounds very... Yeah, <laughs> it's an important one because something went, whoops, enough of that, let's, let's, let's bring the dualistic perspective into this new zone, this dark zone, you know, inside yeah, me. Yeah. Okay, and you brought the dualistic perspective, like, oops, oops, no, oops, oops, oops. So we just carefully turn it around. It's a dissolving into it. You're falling back into it. And for some, there is a sensation of falling. And for some, they called it surrender. Uh, it's the same thing. It's a falling back into this dark abyss. And it actually swallows you up. Mm-hmm. There, they, then there is, there is only the darkness. But that has to show itself to you. Mm-hmm. Is there like you pu- pushing back and back and back and see what happens if, if you dissolve? Like an ice cube melting, like disappearing completely. And then there's only the blackness. 
Aber das belangt. I'm forgetting about Seems to me like I'm, f I'm forgetting about everything, like mm -hmm. the, the stream of love, the character. That's there in, in front of you. That's the outside world. in front of me. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's like a movie that gets turned on enough. It is a movie that gets turned on enough. <laughs> Is it okay if it switches off? Sometimes it is. Sometimes I, I um, it, it's from I don't know. It might be a mental thing because what I said before, like I don't really know what love is, because there is. But then at the same time. I was going to introduce more factors here, this idea of fear. But I don't know sometimes if I feel fear or not. Sometimes I, 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 I get this, like today when we started meditation, I, I felt the, like, like something in my chest, like tense and tight, and I kind of feel that it's kind of like some fear, trepidation, like, mm -hmm. and that I acknowledge as fear. But I don't know if I would feel fear if I were, like you asked me, what would you... What will happen? And I don't. I, I feel that I wouldn't be. I'm not being honest if I say, "Oh, I would feel fear." Mm. Okay. I don't think. I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what. I, I don't know feel. is a good answer, because it leaves it open. Because now your mind isn't like, "Well, what's going to happen?" A few minutes ago, it's what's going to happen. Uh -huh. Now it's I don't know. Okay. And I think that's what I. I, I think that's that's. Because whatever it is, wants to know how to proceed, I guess. Okay. And then after that, it's like, okay, just what you're saying, let it go. And it will be a matter of time, I guess. For me, perhaps. Maybe, just, maybe just, not. We don't know. Everybody's different. Yeah. Let it play as it does. But it's great to have it so open that, I don't know, there can be fear and it feels like this in the body and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's like, great, okay, there's no denial, no suppression, no controller. Yes, no controller. So these are the games that the character tries to, attempts to set up, no? It tries to present scenarios of what it could be, and now it's at the point of like, well, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you don't know. It's okay. It's okay. So for some, the I don't know is like, whoops, contraction. Mm. But now you're saying, actually, I don't know. And it, 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 it is okay because I've experienced that of I don't know and kind of like, whatever. Yeah. And, and it's, it's totally yes. nice. Yes. It's I don't know is a great thing to get used to. Mm. Mm. It's a great thing. Needing to know is torture, and yeah, a lot of people. It has been for me too. <gasps> yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's just one of those repetitive loops for some people, you know. Just needing to know, needing to know, need, and when I don't know is okay. Ah, oh. <laughs> you know, a whole layer of pain has dissolved. Mm. Awareness brings you out. What happens 
Talk to me a little bit about that. I guess, like I mentioned before, with fear, love, awareness, I guess I still have that, I, that linguistic connection to it, and I approach it linguistically, I guess, mentally. Uh. And it's like I was, I was thinking, is awareness the same as attention? Uh, I was going to ask you too about that. Like, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not answering your question yet, no, but fine. hopefully, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, unraveling something. The the uh, the idea of awareness is awareness a tool for getting to true nature. Will my awareness be my tool for getting to see my true nature, or is awareness in itself my true nature? And I had that in my mind because I am not clear about. Uh, I don't. It really like when it comes to. Sometimes I feel very odd at saying things because I feel like I'm convoluting my thoughts. Like and like it's not necessary. Like I want to shut up, <laughs> but then at the same time you need to. Yes. And then also the questions come up in the form of language like that, like what is awareness? Yes. And I thought about what is awareness, attention, is it the same, is there a difference, is it a tool, is it total, should I drop that? And just stay again, kind of like, just jump. Yes, just jump. Because I, I feel like that, I feel just like, at this just point it's like, jump. I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In three days' time, if we've got to re-dig up, or four days' time, if we've got to dig up awareness, let's dig up awareness. But right now, jump. Yes. Let the blackness have whatever, whatever it is, awareness, attention, whatever. Let, let the darkness take it, dissolve it. And it'll be behind you. You can't mm. face it. All right. Yeah. And if we gotta explore the awareness, fine. But actually, it's gonna pull you a little bit too much into duality right now. And I'd prefer to see you going back and dissolving. Good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. And and and. The I don't know can be over the awareness thing. Fine. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. Okay. Oh, we've got sleepy eyes. People look pretty tired, but let's see if there's somebody else who wants to. I'd like to speak.
there was a period of time in my own spiritual practice before India, before when I was just going for it and meditating a lot and doing energy work and it's all about shifting consciousness, shifting consciousness. And I didn't know anything about non-duality. I hadn't even come near that language yet. But but I remember um, I remember being at a, a, a meditation that was guided by this guy who was pretty clear. And he came up to me in, in the middle of the silent meditation and he put his thumb on my forehead and he pushed me back, pushed me back. And what appeared was like outer space, like black, 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 huge void behind me. Like outer space is all I can imagine, you know? And, uh, and he kept pushing, 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 and I was, God, I want to go back, I want to go back, but I can't, I'm too thick, you know? I'm, too, I'm, I'm like a ball of concrete here in outer space, you know? <laughs> Not going back, and he ended up, kept pushing, and my head just went, whoop! You know, because it's like, that, that was kind of, I couldn't go back as a unit anymore. So my body just yielded, you know. But I used to use it as a meditation that it was like, okay, like if I got something new, I would squeeze the life out of it and use it and use it and use it until it was dry. It was like, okay, okay, that one is spun out. There's nothing more in that one for me, you know. But I used that for quite a while. It's like going back into the stillness. And what I, what I was doing was going into the, the wider view, of course. And I, sometimes I would like, just to get a handle on it, I'd see the planet, you know, and see whatever country I was in and, and pull back from the planet and just pull out, 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 beyond all the planets, right out, you know, until it was just dark, abyss, nothing else. And hang out there. And then let space dissolve me, you know. And what it was doing, for sure, it was wiring my brain to, to, to have no anchor and to dissolve into the widest view that my intellectual brain could, could grasp, that my visual brain could grasp, my imagination could grasp, giving me some kind of a picture so that I could just get loose. Mm. You know? But it was that black outer space. And then I learned, if I turned around and looked at it, oh, I, I, it's gone. I've lost it. I'm here again. You know, it's all. It's gone. I, I'm not in meditation anymore. That would be how it felt, you know. But it's. It just reminds me of what you said, you know. Reminds me of that darkness behind you. Let it have you. So many different images that our minds can come up with, you know. Just find what resonates for you, because some of us are visual, some of us are, you know, we pick up things through concepts, some of us have to go through emotions. Your way is your way, you know, you're going to have to work it out for yourself, <laughs> which is the game, you know. That's the game, which is lovely, you know, you try this, and, uh, and then six months later, oh, that really works, you know, didn't work before. It goes like this too. Whatever is going to break the idea, the belief that you are the character, that you're the body-mind. Whatever breaks that, useful tool, useful tool.
you guys need to go to bed? There's a lot of tired faces. Do you want a break? No, there's a no and there's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daytime dream, daytime dream? Nighttime. Okay. Well, daytime. You were awake? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I had a dream within a dream once. And it's kind of funny where I had my car in a parking lot and someone banged into it. And I thought, my husband's going to kill me. And, and then my dog was in the parking lot. And the next scene was I'm at work. And I'm telling my coworkers. You don't believe what happened is I had this dream that I had my car and it got banged into and it was just a dream. And then I woke up from that. Mm. Ah. So ever since then, I have what I call this cloak that I put on. So when I'm really stressed, I say, what if this was a dream right now? And it's, it just, I just go like this, like everything is me, like a dream. And every thought of a future or a, or a past is really just a thought at that moment and never really happened, just like a dream. And I just feel this happen when I do this. And I used to think that it was a way of not coping or, you know, just kind of getting out of it. Um, so that's my tool that I use. Something physically happens in your body when you think of it? Yeah, I feel... Like if it's if it's my dream, I'm everything. Yeah. So it's just everything's just very like if right now this is a dream, um, then everything is me, and any worry I have is not real, doesn't exist, and it's just this. I just feel this this relief. And our, here's the six million dollar question. Are you buying a concept, or do you know that that's true? I kind of know it's true. Kind of? Because in a dream, what exists, the only thing that exists is what's being dreamed. Nothing uh -huh. else exists except what's going on. Uh -huh. And I know that things don't exist unless they're thought. And so that's why I wanted to ask you is this feels like a dream right now and but I need you to tell me it's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> to like I'm just wanting someone to tell me it's a dream. Yes. So it can so I can just all right, I'm not nuts. <laughs> yeah. It is a dream. Absolutely a dream. So when you say it's a long, long dream, it still feels like it's a moment-to-moment -moment dream. It, it 
Any dimension in any time zone is a dream. If it's knowable, it's a dream. If we can talk about it, it's a dream. Do you mean that everything is just a thought, everything is just a word, and, and things don't exist? Deeper than that. <laughs> Deeper than that. So I feel that things don't exist for me until they come into the vision and there's all of a sudden a label that goes to it. Okay. And my cat will just walk up to me and it's just all of a sudden exists. Okay. If no one exists unless there's a thought about it. Okay. And, and do, is your cat existing now? Because I'm talking about it. Okay. It didn't exist prior to that. Okay. Um, Do you know that this is true? Yes. Okay. Just because that's just what happens. Yes. And so I feel like there's... Um, almost, And I'm not thinking it. I'm being thought. So I almost feel like the person... Consciousness is using... The consciousness is making someone real. I don't know. Yes. It, it sounds really crazy. No, no, it's perfectly normal. It, it almost feels like yes. since I'm not thinking anything, I'm being thought, and let's say someone all of a sudden, that person is being thought, I feel like consciousness is making that person exist through the thoughts. like. And consciousness making that person exist through the thoughts. Is consciousness still that? Is consciousness that person or does it actually create something? Do we have a creator and created? Mm -hmm. You think yes? Mm -hmm. That's what I used to think. Mm. I, used to th I used to think, if I'm not thinking and all of a sudden someone is being thought, I almost feel like consciousness is using me at the time to make this person exist. Okay. So this model is similar to God. God could be consciousness? I never thought of it that way. Mm. I just thought of it as a universe. So okay. It could be God. Okay. A separate thing that yeah. has the... Yes. Impetus, yes. power, whatever, mm -hmm. to do that, whether or not it wants to do it, or, but it can do that. Mm -hmm. It never stops being consciousness, or God, or universe. The universe is showing itself to itself. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. Okay. Because if it's creating something, then there absolutely is duality. 
There really is duality, mm -hmm. but there isn't. I guarantee you there isn't. Mm -hmm. There isn't. Duality is just a product of, of, of how we think. It's all a setup. So consciousness is always consciousness, even though it is, it is, has created a concept-making machine itself in order for it to create concepts to manifest as physical form, mm -hmm. to play the duality game. I am and I am not. None of it exists independently. Mm -hmm. Right. None of it does. Mm -hmm. And that's the crack that you've seen is that nothing is actually autonomously existing or definitely existing. It's dependent on, and for you, it's clear that it's dependent on thought. That's what makes existence happen. It's not so important that it's dependent on thought. It's actually most important that its existence is not independent. So for others, they can see exactly what you see, but not through thought. They just know that things don't exist because they're exploring the nature of existence. You're exploring the nature of thought. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so the, key, the key of what, you, what you've seen is that things actually fundamentally don't exist in and of themselves independently. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay? Okay. All right. So now... If it's all consciousness or the universe that's showing itself to itself because it can, <coughs> can that not be there? The existence of the universe or consciousness, is that independent to existence? Does that exist prior to the idea of existence? I'm getting stuck with the words mm -hmm. here, but mm -hmm. where does existence come? Come into it then. Who dreams up consciousness? Of the universe. Right. It, just when I wake up, it's there. Okay. In sleep, there's nothing there. Nothing exists in sleep. Uh huh. And then when I'm woken up, immediately the world is there. Uh huh. And then the story. Uh huh. So then even consciousness is absent sometimes right. of the universe yeah. or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, nothing's there. Nothing's there at all. So which one is more real? Nothing. Because that's what's there all the time. Correct. See, I figure that since nothing, since there's this daydream and the night dream, and that's always changing, it's never, I'm not a seeker in my dreams. Yes. Yes. So, but what's always there? I mean, I, I only know I'm there when I'm awake. Yes. So talk to me about the nothing. The, the nothing that's there all the time. <laughs> Without it needing to exist. Because it's nothing. Right. There's this dream I had when I was a kid. Dreams seemed to really... Mm. Um, when I was young, I was in blackness. That's what that reminds me of. And there are these big blocks of um, buildings or whatever. And I was climbing to the top. And then I get to the top, and then I was afraid that I would fall, and I'd wake up before I fell. And eventually I climbed up and just jumped into blackness mm. and knew it wasn't 
I wasn't fearful of the, the blackness anymore, so that kind of huh. reminds me of that. Um, but um, there's a, this, the, a background noise that has come forward, and um, I went on this retreat, a silent retreat, in October. And during that silence, that background noise that always had been there got louder. Mm. And now there's a ringing in my ears. Mm. And I don't know if you've heard of anything or could see any kind of energy blockage <laughs> going on. And then I'll get this shift of perception, this, mm. this mm. on occasion. Yeah. I've seen that a few times. The, the, the sound and it turning into like an auditory thing. I, I, I'll have a look and see if I can, if I can find it over the next few days. The best I've come up with so far is that it's, so, yeah, it's, it, you know, obviously it's, it, it's something that's trying to break through and the, you know, the, the physiology is having a tough time. This is how it's working out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I'm just thinking of one other woman who, when when she does any spiritual work, it gets really loud. Yes. Okay. When I'm quiet. Um, I mean, I can hear stuff very yeah. fine, yeah. very well, um, but it just gets really loud. And prior to that, like one time I became one with Target. <laughs> the store? Yeah, the store. Okay. Just all of a sudden the noises just... Ah, uh, yeah. Were, I was all the noises. That's uh, happened yeah. on occasion. Yeah. So something with the ears. <laughs> yeah, Target. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So I thought those yeah. were something special until I started listening to your videos and like, no, that's not good enough. No, they're just experiences. Enough. They are just experiences. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And something is adjusting itself and aligning itself. Like, you know, it's a crack. It's a crack in the matrix. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and, and whatever way you get to see the interconnectivity of everything, whether it's through through visual or auditory or dreams or whatever, it's the same thing being shown to you from every angle. You know, it's like this isn't real, and look, yeah, right. it, you can see it in this way, yes. and you can see it in that way, and it does this and it does that, and so what's solid in this? Feels like Groundhog Day sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Didn't this just happen before? Or? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, where is your attention arising from? Because if it's in the the character, it, it, then then those experiences are going to be given a bit more uh, mm -hmm. authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where I'm attached. Yeah. Yeah, do you want experiences to continue or does it all end with a big experience? Is there an expectation for a big experience? Or? There was. There was an expectation for an awakening and what that would look like. So uh -huh. I thought the, the no I, all of a sudden I'm not going to know the, who I is and, mm. and all this stuff which I've dropped. I've just accepted Great. it could never happen. It may never happen yeah. and, and to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm just... Yeah, trying to be. Um, and so, is there a part of you that wants to find the meaning for these experiences? I guess asking you, there was that part. Okay. Of wanting to know. Okay. Um, but being okay to not know. 
Okay. Only if it was something you thought I should know. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So these glimpses are showing you these cracks. It, it's showing you it's not real in a gazillion ways. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting lots of insights into how it works and how it overlap. Like you're kind of in the engine room at times, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of in the engine right, room right. of like, whoa. Right. I'll see. Like I see how the thought happens. Uh, for instance, I'll see uh, like things are changing. Uh-huh. And I can see how the brain um, changed that cardboard board on the road to a dead animal. Yes. Or yes. I can see how that yes. Yes. switches things. Yes. And yes. Trying, to, trying to see where that all... Yeah. And so are you trying to work it out for yourself? It doesn't... I can't say that I am because it's just all of a sudden... I'll see something changing to something else. Okay. And then I'll just go, I'll just kind of laugh at it. Yes. I'm like, another crack. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just find it fascinating. So the reference point of the Michelle character, mm-hmm. that reference point has to go. Mm-hmm. And it might be the only thing that's solid in these cracks that you kind of return to her. But... That reference point isn't helping you. Mm-hmm. I get confused because I feel like I should do something. You know, I should sit and try to go back. And then I think, oh, what's the point of all this? Yeah. Why bother doing anything? I'm just going to watch TV instead. Or, <laughs> okay, you know. okay, okay. Yeah. So I get confused. Yeah. With if I should try to do something. Yeah. Yeah. For you, the it's kind of taking care of itself. It's kind of taking care of itself. I have such great faith. Yeah. And I am being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, it's unraveling. The the pull to meditate or to sit will, will be strong if that's the next step. Mm-hmm. For you, it will get strong. It'll kind of like, oh, okay, oh, you know. Looks like I'm going to sit down for to do for half an hour. Okay, maybe. Let's see. It, it might creep up when you're like that, I think. I had a great week of being, being the observer. Uh-huh. And um, that was just awesome. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it still wasn't good enough, so that yes. kind of stopped. Yes, it's not good enough. Yes. Um, and then I had, again, some dreams where I wasn't dreaming. I just hit my head on the pillow, and all of a sudden I was taken through... Um, I, I didn't know until I was listening to you, but it's almost like a, a bird, bird's eye or some just just no idea where I was mm, a couple mm. times and different mm. different things going mm. on. And mm. Again, that was a really cool experience, but it's not good enough. Yes, yes, good, good. Okay, so what is being believed? Like, do you have these cracks come and you can see how the matrix works? Um, and then when the cracks aren't there or there's a week with no crack, what, like, are you, are you believing it again? Is it ever believed? That's real? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, get, when I talk to people, mm. it's just all of a sudden the attention goes to me. Okay. And there's a line. I can yes. feel the border go up. Yes. This is me. This is me. I have to look good. I have to... I'm afraid of what people will think. That immediately happens okay. when I'm talking to people. Okay, this is what we work at. Yeah. This is what we work at. And I've really, really been paying a lot of attention to it lately. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, I really care how I look. And yeah. 
I'm trying not to be an inconvenience to anybody. Yeah. And this is where the attachment is. Yeah. This is this is what turns on the personal yeah. eye, and you lose the wider view that mm-hmm. that you know is the truth, but all of a sudden, yeah, the volume goes the attention down. Attention goes. Yeah, yeah, contracted into yeah. the me, myself, I. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's what we go after. Because it's not real. Even the me that is, is you know, trying to be okay and try to manage herself and be presentable and, and trying to function well, that's not real either. Mm-hmm. So if I can remember to step back at that point. Yes, but it mightn't work to remember to step back. You could be doing that forever. It's like, it's like what makes you believe it's real will take you more than halfway there. And then, you know, like, you can use remembering and it's very useful, but there's something that's holding it together. And if we can dissolve what's holding it together, it's much faster. Mm-hmm. It's much faster because... When she, when she presents herself, there's somebody there, the boundary goes up, and there's me, myself, I, and whoa, I'm running the me story. It's like, oh my God, something stops supporting it. But right now, there's an investment in it. That's the glue I'm after. Does, does that make sense? Something is still investing in it. And I'd love if it was like, whoop, and it's like, gosh, I, I just don't have the energy to like run that old me story. What's this person saying? Because this, I know, is a dream too. Okay, that's where I'd like to get you. Yeah. So there's some bit of glue there that, that the, the I has its zone of where it still can exist. What's in it for the I? That's the glue. What's in it for the I there? So it, is it under threat? If it's not active, what is it? Because it's something that it... Mm-hmm. It, it needs to take care of this. It's like, this is my cue, this is my zone, I'm up here because I have to be in charge here. I have to in some way, you know, be careful about how I'm received or what, you know, the examples that you gave. It must be a fear of yeah. not being approved. You've got to look into that yeah. bucket. There's a few things in there. Yeah. yeah. Now if I know, I mean, I could go and say it's from a path, it's from yeah. being yeah. raised or... Sure. How, but that just seems like it just brings up a lot of junk it, it and and you might need to bring up junk and you might not but seeing what makes the me solid it's like what makes oh there's my mind making that cardboard turn into a dead, dead animal as i'm driving closer to it all right there's a seeing of how that works i'd love to hear you telling me i see exactly what happens this gets charged and that thought then happens and then there's a me who needs to be accepted and loved by this person. Mm-hmm. Unravel it. What happens? Because right now there's just the me and the boundary goes up and you're missing the thoughts that are making that me mm-hmm. concrete. Right. You're missing a sequence of thoughts and that's all they are. Right. Now one thought might be from your past and they might not. One might be really charged and it, it might not. doesn't matter. It's about seeing what is it. Oh my God, that, all that runs and I never see it. And then there's just the me and I'm in there and it's too late. Okay. So I want the ingredients, the, the recipe. Um, the frames. The frames that lead up to the me mm-hmm. is the result. What are the frames? Okay. Well, we'll have to talk for this whole week for me to get that. That's fine. <laughs> no, That's, but you know, it's like <laughs> it, you, you, you just got to watch it, really watch yeah. it. 
even put yourself in a scenario, if it means going into the kitchen and talking to somebody, if, if you're like, what, what are the frames here? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is you've got to do to the work, to, to, whatever it is you have to do to see it, then make it work for you. Then, then yeah, set yourself up. And being the dream, dreamer of all of it mm-hmm. won't get that stickiness. What do you mean being the dreamer of all of it? Well, when I put myself in the dream mm-hmm. where I'm everything, I would be stepping back, so that's not going to get... Uh-uh. Okay. No. No. Me, myself, I doesn't appear then. Right. Okay. In the wider view, uh-uh. It's a contracted perception mm-hmm. to believe that you are the body. You've lost the perception of the totality, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. It's one or the other. Yeah, so that's why we were doing the meditation about can you see the role of the body-mind character mm-hmm. yet the totality is, is, is the natural view. You see? Yeah, right. Okay, so it's like, well, something turns off the totality and there's just me. It's like, right. okay, come on. Right. Okay. That's what we're after. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm noticing, noticing my, I'm not enough. I'm not enough? Yeah. The character isn't enough? Yeah. That's not enough. Belief, belief about the character. And how I try to compensate it. Ah. And where is the character not enough? Um, I think it's just in general. Like good enough, lovable enough, not full of not having enough purpose, not being a. I mean, it's very wide. Okay. Uh I don't feel valued. My father hit me when I was little, and I don't feel valued. Okay. Okay. So the totality has run that experience and that's a, an imprint of the experience within the totality. It can have a charge and if it has a charge then we need identification. Or it can just be happening. If the personal eye wants to try and recreate itself again, it can create a charge. Yeah, it's doing that. Okay. Okay. So there's two ways to go about this. You can dissolve the charge, or you can see that, whoa, there's a loop that happens. Up comes a charge. I can be forever dissolving charges. So, experience the charge. You can then do that forever. You could. Oh, that does continue forever, of course. If we keep feeding the charge with attention, yeah. It'll stay as a painful memory. Or ignore it. 
Keep feeding it because then it's just reliving, reliving, reliving in our memory. All right. So now let's look at another two options. One is is you can go in and you can send love to the little girl who was hit, and you can dissolve the memory and you change the energy that arises when the memory comes. Okay. And and if there's no charge, it, it's not potent. It doesn't create a mind. It's like yeah, that happened, but you know, it, it's dead. It's just a story. All right. To heal it, or you could see that, you, you could ask, is it that what the personal I wants to do is, is really, really search for experiences and pull them out with a red flag on them in order to have a me story? Because what can happen at a certain point in your spiritual path is that the eye is working so hard that it will supercharge, supercharge something that wasn't quite so potent, but it supercharges it in order because it's doing its level best to create a sense of identity with experiences and, and, and we want the contrast. We even want the suffering. We even want the suffering, anything at all, to keep the personal eye going. This can happen too. So is the charge legitimate and something that's up for healing? Or is it like, gosh, I can just turn a switch actually and that's just a story. In that case, then the personal eye is adding red flags to something that wasn't actually that potent. It's a very subtle kind of a, it's like a vicious turn actually of the personal eye. It gets a bit vicious, it'll use anything at all. To, to like, Whoa! let's crank this up. And it has to work so hard to crank up the personal eye. That this can happen. Is it doing that or is it something that's genuinely up for healing? Charged, but that could be the need. You know, like I've heard you say the mind can use the body. Yeah. So just the mind using the body. Yes. To distract itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perpetuate separation. Uh huh. I'd like to just work with that and just say, I see you perpetuating separation. Yes. And see how that goes. And see how that goes. Exactly. And if it doesn't dissolve, okay, there's a piece of healing work to do. But you, you know now if you're kidding yourself, if you're suppressing, and you know you're not. There's, you, you wouldn't get caught in that at all now. So this level of it is safe, you know? Like, all right, yeah. We can run that story, we can do a whole dance of that story, but I know what's happening, and I ain't buying it. Now, rest within, and then see it. So I'm just not buying it. 
So you know it's not suppressing. That's the thing. You're not suppressing, you're not denying, but it's like, nice try, nice try, not buying it. Put your attention on something else. Drop it home, you know, drop it into that stillness. Yeah, and just any kind time desire, because I see myself in one to book these expensive hotels. And that's just compensation. Yes. You know, so just yes. when that comes up, saying, I see you. Yes, exactly, I see you. I see you. And it's like, I can do that if I want. I can do that if I want. Am I going to do it or not? Let's just see what the movement is. But I feel like I'm trying to prove something to myself. Yeah, if, if you yeah, if you're taking the cue from your mind. Yeah. But if you know, yeah, I can do it. If you give yourself permission to do it, this softens. And it's like, okay, let's actually see if I'm going to go to an expensive hotel or if I'm just going to go to a cheapie. Let let's let's see what the natural pull is from within. Because I hear you. I hear you. You just want to go five star. Okay, let's just. <laughs> Let's just see. I can do it. I can do it. It's no problem. You're not in denial here. You can let you, you can let the mind have what it thinks it wants. Do you know? It's like, yeah, I, I can do it. Of course I can do it. And then it's like, oh. I'm deeper. <coughs> so then splurge. And see if it's worth it. You see, mind will always run stories. Believing them or not is the question. And then the layer underneath that is, do you take your cue from the story of mind or do you not? That's the thing. What actually is going to motivate your answer? Sometimes you go, nah, something, I'm going to have to do this. Okay, we do it. Where do you take your cue from? That's the key right now, really, isn't it? As regards that, that's the key. Where do you take your cue? Sometimes you have to give the cookies to your mind, you know? You've got to give it its goodie bag. Like, all right, okay, come on. You can have this one, but do it from the place of the wider view, not, not, not appeasing the necessity of desire, but from the wider view. It's like, okay, sure, you need to be treated well. All right, sure, let you have it. I feel a little hesitant to trust my inner being. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not really there. Yeah, but hello. I'm not really committed to that. Yeah, that's where we're going now, though. That's what I'm yeah. pushing you into, huh? Really trusting that cue, like. Can you can you give it a go? Oh yeah. Yeah, great, great, great. Yeah, it's a bit of a leap, isn't it? It's a bit of a leap to like, actually, you know, I'm going to use a whole different faculty for decision making. And when that happens prematurely, you're in trouble because, because you forget how to use your working mind and how to be practical in the world. And, and you can be a right mess. And you know, if that comes in prematurely, should you have a clue? You're off 
following, oh no, no, I felt from the incident that I shouldn't pay my mortgage. It's like, yeah, you're going to lose your house if you don't pay your mortgage. Like, come on. Do you know? I mean, so, so a lot of things need to be in place, really, by the time it's like, no, that inner gut is, is, is just, has to be the reference point from now on. And it can manage the personality. Like one area is going on retreat, uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. I signed up with three teachers uh-huh. for, and it's like nonstop. It's yes. One fourth of every month I'm away. Okay. If I wanted to be, I haven't actually paid, so that's good. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes. You know, it's like, like it's a security blanket for me. Yes. It's and it's I what you've been doing. The community. Mm-hmm. But it's like how about trusting the inner instead of the mind. Yes. The mind is saying this is good for you. Yes. It's great that you're asking so this question. Trust the inner. Yes. And ask. Yes. Because the, the, for you, the, the thing has been, you know, has been seeking, has been, it's, it's been everything for you. And now is it a problem? Now is it, is it actually keeping the eye going? Oh. At some point, the seeking itself keeps the eye going, but it's a subtle one, huh? It's a subtle one. Yes, so have a look and say, okay, really, why am I, why would I go to all these different retreats? Really, what's really going on there? I enjoy them. Sure. It's hard, so the seeker. Mm-hmm. Can you go there just for fun? As opposed to getting something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, I'm trying to get something. Definitely. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's a secret. idea. Yeah, that's yeah. keeping the secret alive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. That's an interesting one to dig into. When seeking keeps the seeker alive. Because it does. Eventually it does. It's like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm just on a bit of a loop here, aren't I? You know? Thanks. Sure. Bedtime. Yeah, it's just gone now. Can, can it hold? Is yeah, it okay? Yeah. It's All perfect, right. actually. Okay, good. Okay, folks. <laughs>